Hello and welcome to episode 25 of Analog from Relay FM. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Igloo, an internet you'll actually like, and Squarespace. Start here, go anywhere. My name is Mike Hurley and I have the pleasure of being joined as I am joined every week by the one and only Mr. Casey Liss. Casey, what's your middle name? Uh, would you really like me to answer that, Mike? Yes. Do you know the answer already? No. Would you like to guess what my middle name is? Stephen. No. Okay. Closer than you think, though. Is it? Is it Michael? It is. Oh, beautiful. That is not a lie. Oh, that's, I'm so happy now I know that. Oh, that's fantastic. See? Congratulations on having such a great middle name. <laughs> Thank you, sir. How are you t- tonight? I am very well. I have a bit of a headache, Casey. Is that because you had Velveeta? No. <laughs> Makes no sense to anybody listening. Uh, we, we've been speaking uh, before the show quite a lot about terrible American cheese, uh, Velveeta being the, the prime suspect. <laughs> um, I have a headache because I've been trying to deal with uh, a delivery company over the last couple of days, which resulted in me shouting a lot at a person on the phone today. Do you do that often? Do you shout at people? Even in person, do you shout a lot? Mm, in a not I, like, in a not, haha, you know, I'm maybe I've had too many beers. I love everyone. And I'm going to yell about how much I love everyone. Oh, I do that. Uh, when I get angry, uh, I do, I do raise my voice, but it, it's very rarely in a confrontational manner towards the person who's annoyed me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like I was always known in, in in my previous office for like for for I kind of show my emotion. I get really angry and I, and I start to, to raise my voice. Like I get really annoyed. Like I'm not screaming, but I'm like ah. But this I I was I was very much raising my voice at the guy on the phone today. So I've been dealing with with UPS. Um, we've been uh, we my girlfriend's had a MacBook Pro delivered, attempting to be delivered, and. We have basically. I've been waiting in for a couple of days this week, which is which is fine because I can I can I can work from you know I work from home. I have things to do at home. That, that kind of thing works. You know I, I can do that. Um, but I've been like confined to the front room of the house because I wanted to make sure I could hear the door. Because basically this, this began on Monday, uh, and on Monday uh, apparently a delivery was attempted, but I don't recall hearing the door at all considering i was i was not even not the only person in the house on monday and nobody heard the door uh and then on tuesday they just didn't arrive and then yesterday in the one hour i was out of the house they attempted delivery and then today uh, i refreshed the ups system to tell me that they knocked on my door five minutes before even though they definitely didn't and i had to call the depot to basically shout at them and call them liars and, and thieves and cheats. Um, and that's effectively how my day has gone today. So you have a headache? I have a headache. I have a headache from being stressed out about it, and I have a headache from from shouting. Okay, so um, two questions. Let me start with mm-hmm. what I think is the easier one first. Is it a possibility to either drive to the depot or somehow get yourself to the depot and pick it up directly from there. That's what I'm doing tomorrow because I will I will no longer deal with their incompetence. Effectively, so basically my, my door number, let's say I won't give my actual door number, you know, my door number is 109 and today they tried to deliver at 39 
and I don't know why that happened. <laughs> so that was why they they were I, what I first thought that they were lying to me. They were actually just delivering at the completely wrong address, and and I don't know why that I don't know why that happened. Well, that's just uh, delightful. I I actually said to the guy today uh, when I found that information out, I said, I, in, even in anger, I'm quite proud of myself that I came to think of this. I went, this is a comedy of errors. I said to him. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was talking to an American person because I don't think it could have been possible for me to sound more British. I'm just going to go Shakespearean on you now, sir. (laughs) To tell you, hence with you have upset me. I bite my thumb at thee. Yeah, pretty ridiculous. I said good day, sir. I said good day. Um, Do you, do you, I can't imagine you have ever raised your voice at anyone. Uh, That is patently untrue. Um, I... (laughs) tend to not so so my anger is very odd in that i go from for, for things when i'm like really angry not like when i'm annoyed i might shout a little bit but not like shout yeah i'll just get punchy but when i'm genuinely angry um i tend to get very quiet and calm and it's like the calm before the storm because mm-hmm. eventually if i am pushed to the point of no return then it's screaming pretty much as loud as I can, preferably uh, with violence, like punch, you know, like punching my hand, you know, like slamming my fist into my own hand, or if I'm Ooh. really out of control, like you know, smacking the wall out of anger because I'm not a big man and I'm not very strong, but it sounds impressive at the time. And plus, when you, I don't know if this is a guy thing or not, but hitting stuff, and I'm not talking about people necessarily. I, I can't. I don't think I've ever hit anyone in my life, but hitting stuff is immensely satisfying and maybe that's everyone maybe that's not just a guy thing but i obviously only can speak as a dude um but like punching the wall and then punching the wall that could end up with broken and many things so i don't usually punch the wall but i'll smack the wall which is a little safer um (laughs) but but yeah um i i and a little less like i don't know a little less show i wasn't gonna say manly but yeah we'll go with that uh, but yeah, so, so in, in summary, I get quiet and calm and then eventually if I'm pushed past the point of no return, then uh, I get very shouty. But the thing is with people, I don't know, I am extremely non-confrontational, extremely non-confrontational. So I, I don't, the way British people describe British people, I feel like I am perhaps I maybe I was a British person in a past life, if that's even a thing, because I would rather mind my own business and stop dealing with UPS and drive to the depot, for example, than shout at that person. And I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm not saying you did anything wrong. I'm just saying I am so non-confrontational that I would rather than get angry at them, I would just drive to wherever the place is that the MacBook Pro is sitting and fetch it myself. I have, well, one, I don't have a car, right? So, like, tomorrow I, I have to get on a train and then a bus to go pick this thing up. That doesn't is, sound fun. You know, which is, that's how I'm going to get it, and it's fine. I mean, I, it's kind of on my way home from where I need to be tomorrow anyway, so it's it's perfectly fine. Um, But it's it, it's not ideal. I would prefer them to do their job and bring it to me. Yeah. Like, which is why we, we and as well, because I've been at home the last couple of days, like it just felt like a logical thing to just give continue to give them the opportunity to actually bring it. Um, but how are you with like if you receive really bad customer service, 
How do you how do you react in those scenarios? Do you? I assume from what you said, you you wouldn't lose your temper with someone. Usually, the last time I can recall getting genuinely fired up, the kind that you're talking about, is um, we went to a wedding in Austin, Texas, a few years back. And oh my god! Did you punch the punch the bride? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. Oh um, man, don't was, do that. It was terrible. Uh, no, we went to this wedding in Austin, Texas, and we flew because Richmond has an airport, but it's very small. And basically, the only thing you're going to get to from Richmond is one of the bigger hubs, like Charlotte or perhaps DC or um, JFK or something like that. So anyway, I went through Charlotte once. Oh yeah, it's like the world's biggest airport. Uh, I think Atlanta's bigger. I'm pretty sure Atlanta's but, bigger. Maybe it is, but I, I haven't been to Atlanta. You're just yet. not used to big things because you're from such a small island nation. Anyway, so I was on, or we were on our way back from Austin, and there was a really bad rainstorm in Virginia. And so we had flown from Austin to, to Dulles, which is in Washington, D.C., and we got there, and there was a mechanical issue with the plane, despite the fact that the that, that was unrelated to crappy weather. and. So they canceled the flight, and this was a Sunday evening. I had to work the next day, or maybe Sunday midday, and I had to work the next day, and so I called, I believe this was United, and I called, or I went to the desk, and they basically said, well, tough noogies, we'll put you on the next flight. That's going to be um, clickety, 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 Tuesday. <laughs> so at this point, I'm already starting to lose my temper, and, and also I should note that I, I used to be the world's worst traveler. Now I am just a bad traveler. It would, for me, is a marked improvement. So I'm not happy. Aaron has to work the next day. I have to work the next day. They say to me, well, the next flight is Tuesday. I decide that that's enough after getting increasingly angry and increasingly shouty at the person in front of me. And I decide to call the 1-800 number. I call the 1-800 number and the Delta representative says, oh, it's weather. That's what it was. There was huge weather in the Northeast, but it hadn't gotten to us. And they said, oh, it's weather. And I said, well, that's interesting because I'm looking at your website and you say it's a mechanical problem. No, 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 it's weather. Hmm? So what are you going to do about this? Well, it's an act of God. It's not our problem. We'll put you on the flight Tuesday. No, you're going to find a way for me to get home today like you said you would. And of course, at this point, somebody's writing an email saying that, oh, Casey, you're wrong. It, if, it, it, for whatever reason, it's not their problem. And maybe that's true. But in the heat of the moment, not something you want to hear. And so what we ended up doing was we paid something like $100 to rent a car. We, when we walk, got up to the rental counter, the person said, do you have a reservation? I said, no. How long do you need the car for? Mm, three hours. So we got a one-way rental from Washington Dulles Airport to the Richmond Airport, which is, I think, 120-ish miles. And so it was about two, two and a half hours. And we rented the car for that much time and drove ourselves down. It was unbelievably frustrating. And the only reason that I didn't absolutely lose a ga blow a gasket was because I had had the foresight, which was deliberate, to go via Dulles. So God forbid something happened we would be okay. And that's exactly what ended up happening. I understand that Dallas Airport's the world's worst airport. No, it's not the world's worst. I don't have any love for it, but it is not the world's worst. It's bad, though. It's definitely bad. <laughs> um, I had a, a scenario like that, actually, once. Uh, it was my first trip to the United States of America. Um, and I was going to Detroit. Uh, my my first ever trip was to Detroit, Michigan. Why? Uh, 
So when when uh, when we were growing up, uh, my older brother and me uh, were were big fans of professional wrestling. Oh, this um, is already an interesting start. Uh huh. So we we loved uh, the WWF and later the WWE as 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 it changed name, and we both got to a point in our lives. I think I was I was eighteen or nineteen, and my older brother was like twenty two, uh, where we both had jobs. So we decided we were going to go to WrestleMania because you have like, disposable income, and why not? And because, like you know, that's if if you loved professional wrestling, that was the thing to do, right? You go go like we can go to WrestleMania, so of course we will go to WrestleMania. Like you're not going to not do that. Um, and so we decided that we were going to go. So we had to. Fly through, hmm, was it? I'm trying to think now. I think it was Philadelphia. It's quite possible. Um, because I, I seem to remember City of Brotherly Love a lot. Uh, <laughs> is, the, is the Liberty Bell in Philadelphia? That's correct. Then yes, it was Philadelphia. Uh, so we had to fly through Philadelphia. We were delayed uh, leaving uh, from London. And we had our connection. We arrived and with barely no time, and we missed our connection. Now, so basically, we were stuck, and there was no more flights for the day. So we had to stay over, and the airline, I can't remember what airline it was, um, allowed us to, well, they, sorry, not allowed, they, they facilitated a hotel for us. So mm-hmm. they, they picked us up in a van. They took us to the hotel. When we got to the hotel, I called um, our hotel in Detroit uh, and told them that we would not be arriving tonight. We'd be arriving tomorrow, to which then they told me. You're going to pay for room- it anyway. No, 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 no. no. I was just letting them know. And they said, well, sir, you have to check in today or we will sell your room to somebody else. What? And I was like. Uh, what? <laughs> no, that's not how hotels work. Right. <laughs> and, and so I had this massive argument again with the woman on the phone where like she, she was one of these people that couldn't understand logic. So I, I gave her this <laughs> logic. When I say that, I don't mean, so you'll see, I, I hope you understand what I mean when I get to the end of that. I mean more like logic in the abstract. You, you're Right. So she said to me, we can um we we will have to give you a room up if you cannot make it today so we will sell it to somebody else and i said just definitely i can't check in over the phone she's like no you have to be here to check in in person so i was like fine so i went okay so if you give up the room uh then what will we do and she was like i'm afraid that we'll sell it on i was like okay i will buy that room from you from tomorrow until you know, <laughs> we're checking out thursday she went you can't do that sir we have no rooms available I'm oh like, my god do you see what I mean? Though? Oh, this is the worst. I'm getting I like, so I was angry. Like, but no, I was like, but no, the room available is my room. <laughs> the one that you are taking away from me to put up for sale. I will buy it from you over the phone. She's like, we cannot do that. So you have to consult with your travel agency. Oh, God. So I tried to call my travel agency. But of course, it's like three in the morning in the UK. So then I call back to the hotel and I threw to another, uh, another person on the desk, another lady. And she's like, I'll check you in over the phone, sir. And I was like, I was like, thank you very much. I love you. So, so we checked in, and we were going to be on standby the next day. This story continues, by the way. This story continues after the. Break. Oh God! Are we really at that point? Did we really just jump the shark? 
Oh God! <laughs> there, there is more to the story, though. You know, it's it's an int- it's an interesting and, and quite large tale. There's there is a yarn. I, I have more of this yarn to to weave. So I'm going to take a break and thank our friends over at igloo for helping us out with this week's episode igloo is the internet you'll actually like it is an internet platform that will work on all manner of devices your iphone your android phone your tablet your desktop no matter what screen size you in which you are trying to look at your igloo you will be able to see it beautifully because they have built responsive web design in the core of igloo so you can do anything from reading a document Sharing a photo of your lunch or complaining about the delay on your flight, you can do all of this with Igloo's great platform. Their document preview engine, which will allow you to view Word, Excel files, PowerPoints if you want to, is fully HTML5 compatible, so you can read it on whatever device you've got in your hand, which, of course, is perfect when you are sitting in an airport for 12 hours, uh, which we'll get to in a moment. Uh, Even Igloo's task management system has been designed for speed and ease of use on your phone. Whatever design changes and decisions you make to your Igloo on the desktop are going to carry over to every other place where you can see it. It's going to carry your team colors. It's going to carry your logos. and going to carry all the typography that you choose, and it will show up instantly. Igloo is a fantastic, simple, fast, awesome way to create, share, and manage your work from wherever you are. Igloo is free to use with up to 10 people, and you can sign up right now at igloosoftware.com analog. If you've ever used any kind of intranet software or system like SharePoint. Just by hearing what I'm saying to you, you're going to know how amazing Igloo is. And considering it's free for small teams who have up to 10 people, you should go and try it out. Or if you're a big team, go and try it out with a few of you. Fall in love with Igloo and make sure that you sign up at igloosoftware.com slash analog. Thank you so much to Igloo for supporting this show and all of Relay FM. So the next morning, we pack our, we pack hold on, our hold on, cases hold on. up again. I feel like yep. we're doing this wrong. If we're going to do the I'll tell you after the break dance, then we should come back with when we last saw our heroes, they were okay. okay. So when we last when we last saw our intrepid heroes, uh, <laughs> they were they were they were in the city of brotherly love, which was nice because we were brothers. You know? <laughs> uh, we still are brothers, even we, even we today. We, even today, this trip did not break us up. Uh, we had a breakfast voucher, so we went and had our breakfast, um, also provided for us by the airline. I think it was United. That's who screwed us, so that wouldn't be surprising. This wasn't technically United's fault, in in all fairness, and they were very nice to us. But then we arrived at the airport, and we were on standby. Um, Lots of people were flying to Detroit that day. Uh, We arrived, say, 7 in the morning at the airport. Uh, By the time it got to our third plane, 12 hours later, we didn't think we were going to make it. Um, and and w- actually, we'd spoken to to the lady, and we're like, we're here for one reason. We, you know, we are going to WrestleMania. Like that's why we're here. Like we didn't tell her that bit. She didn't need to know that bit. But we said we're here. We're we're going to Detroit for one thing, and it was that day. Oh right? God! So it's like if if we don't make the next flight, because the next flight would have got us in into Detroit at like six p.m. and it started like gates opened at seven. It's like if we don't make it back, when's the next flight home? And we would have got on a plane that that day. That would have been a terrible trip to America. Yeah. So that was my first time to the states as well. And as someone who'd grown up loving America, it was it was upsetting to me. Everyone was really nice, though. I have to say that, and that that you know that brought me back. Everybody was super nice to us in Philly. 
everywhere. There was not one person anywhere that was anything other than helpful. Um, That's well, okay. I won't. I think. I think they could see. I think. I. I think people were were being nice to us because they were pitying us. Like they could see the situation that we were in. Um, because you know, for the lot of, a lot of the day, we were going back to the same person, being like, "When's the next flight? What gate do we need to go to?" You know. Um, and basically, we would have flown back a couple of hours after back to London. Um, what basically as well, like we didn't know where our bags were. Mm-hmm. Like we'd mm-hmm. we'd given our bags in in the morning. God knows if they've been put on another flight. It could be anywhere. Of course. Um. So we we. Well, then waiting for the last flight, and then we got the last two seats on the plane. Excellent. So this is the plane that was going to take us there. Also, like during this this process, we had pretty much resigned ourselves to the fact that we didn't think we were ever going to see these cases again because they we actually tell like, we we were told that they had gone to Detroit, oh, and that lovely. they would have to fly them back. Oh God! So we, we, me and my brother looked at what spending money we had, realized what we would need to spend for clothes, and genuinely resigned ourselves to the fact that we would never see our suitcases again. Which is like, it was where were they in the system? Nobody knows. So we arrive. Uh, we arrive. We t- we touch down in, in Detroit, and we have an hour. Um, I go to a payphone and call the hotel because I don't trust them at this point. Because what I'm calling to say is like, we are going to bring our cases, we're going to throw them in, and we're going to leave. Like, we're going to leave the cases with you. We're not even going to check in because we have no time. And the lady was perfectly fine with that. Like, so we were going to throw in, like, throw like our hand luggage in, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. Because we waited at the conveyor belt and our bags didn't come out. Great. Um, as we expected because they were on a flight god knows how long earlier uh and then i'm on the payphone and in the corner of my eye i'm not this is not an exaggeration in the corner of my eye i see my suitcase in the middle of the departure area floor it's just there on the floor (laughs) right i'm like what the so like I'm so surprised by this. I I walked away from the payphone. I left my passport in the payphone. Oh, that's good. <laughs> my brother picked that up for me uh, a couple of minutes later when he saw what I'd done. Uh, and I walk over and and I had like a I have like quite a large suitcase and it was standing up. Um, and when I walk over, I see there are other bags on the floor and they have like a lost baggage but they leave it out on the floor by the door which was so weird so we just walked up to it and i just took my case and walked away because nice. i was like i have not got the time to deal with this then we got ourselves in a lincoln town car of course which so perfect of course uh, because we also had arranged to have a car pick us up at the airport ah okay like, but that was yesterday right uh so then we we got in the car we drove to the hotel we told the guy to wait went checked in left our luggage got to the arena on time and it was amazing that 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 is a hell of a story that is a impressive trek just to see uh a bunch of fake sports but whatever makes you happy it's not it's not fake casey don't have this discussion with me so they are telling stories of which are predetermined but the athletic ability that they are exerting in the ring is not fake right they are doing all of the things that they're doing they are incredible athletes no i i'm saying that just to get a rise out of you there was actually a very brief window of time when i was in high school that um that wrestling was hugely popular uh in my high school and and even amongst my uh younger brother in the 90s 
Yep, late 90s. Yeah, it was massively popular in the 90s. Um, and then I haven't looked back since. But um, I don't know. We we got really off on a long tangent. But what I want to know, and maybe it's appropriate for you to tell me about a friend of ours first, but what I'd like to know is, did you feel better after shouting to either the hotel person, the airport people, or as this story started, the UPS person? Um. I definitely felt better today after shouting at the UPS person because there was no resolution. So all I got was to 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 say to the guy that you are running a comedy of errors. Like, you know, I didn't get anything. Right. right. They gave me, well, in theory, they're giving me what I want. I don't know. I'll find out tomorrow if it's even actually there. It says on their system it's there, but I have little to no trust in these people. Well, they'll probably anything. put it on the truck, try to deliver it while you're at the station. That's what I completely expect to happen tomorrow, even though it, it, I'm looking at the tracking system now and it tells me that I have requested it to be kept held for customer pickup, but I just don't trust it. I asked them maybe five times on the phone today the documentation I would need to bring with me. Right, you know, right. Like, uh, and I have somebody's name. I must remember to write that down in a in a form that I will be carrying with me tomorrow. Um, and, you know, I did feel better then. Um I didn't necessarily get a resolution with the crazy lady on, at the at the hotel. I just got what I wanted, but I was so tired that it was kind of just like, I'm just pleased that I got what I wanted. Um, and then I didn't shout at anybody in the airport. It was nobody. In the, no, everyone in the airport was nice and they were trying to, to help me. Fair enough. So to make this to, to what is it a retcon? Is that the, the term for retroactively changing the purpose of, a story um it's 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 uh retroactive continuity thank you that's what retcon stands for so God, i'm such a nerd today you are so to retcon this entire conversation uh shireen is that how i pronounce that shireen b uh had asked via the relay your feels hashtag how do you deal with being overloaded or stressed out well in the case of mike and i we shout <laughs> yeah actually i do I, uh, I it helps me it does help me i, I feel better once i unload like that you know oh yeah it, i totally understand does make me feel better all right see that was but, that wasn't a tangent that was just a topic with the question at the end jeopardy style yeah that, <laughs> well, basically we can edit in later and just say what at the start of the discussion <laughs> That's and what? then make it sound like a question at the end yeah well we could do that um, but in, before we get to that point, why don't you tell me about a friend? This episode of Analog is also brought to you by our friends at Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, or online store. For a free trial and 10% off, visit squarespace.com and enter the offer code FEELS at checkout. When it comes to giving yourself a place online, there is nowhere better than Squarespace. They put all of the power you need into your hands and take away the pain points like worrying about hosting, scaling, or what to do if you get stuck with something. I've spoken about Squarespace a bunch of times. I love what they do. But this weekend, they've actually created a project that explains Squarespace more than I ever could. So they've made this awesome ad campaign with uh, Jeff Bridges for the Super Bowl. He's made a sleeping tape in collaboration with Squarespace. It's basically a selection of music and sounds to help you sleep. And they've made some really cool videos and they've made a great ad, which is in the Super Bowl and all that kind of stuff. But you can see all of this at dreamingwithjeff.com, which is, of course, a beautiful Squarespace site. It's a great example of how flexible and awesome Squarespace can be. 
it's a website that looks great on all devices because they have responsive web design. You'll notice down the bottom on a desktop that it has an inbuilt music player, which you can play all of the tracks that Jeff has created. Uh, you can even buy the album there as well using Squarespace's commerce platform. They have digital downloads and some special edition cassette and vinyl editions too. Of course, Casey will love the vinyl. With all of the proceeds of this going to the No Kid Hungry charity. You should go to this website and take a look at it because you will see how amazing a Squarespace site can be. It's a really fantastic example. Squarespace have all this great stuff that you can take advantage of, like their 24-7 customer support with live chat and email. They have their commerce platform that I mentioned that they're using to sell the Dreaming with Jeff album on. It's really cool. I love Squarespace. They're a really cool company. They're great at supporting us, and they've made something that I think is pretty special this week. So go check that out as well. But you should go and sign up for your own Squarespace account so you can get started today. Go to squarespace.com. There's no credit card required to do this. And when you decide to sign up, make sure that you use the offer code FEELS, F-E-E-L-S, at checkout, and you will get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for Analog. We thank Squarespace for the support of this show and all of Relay FM. Squarespace, start here, go anywhere. That ad was... uh was definitely more than I expected. And it's pretty sweet to have Jeff Bridges in there. Anyway, uh, what are we talking about today? (laughs) So again, I did prepare some stuff as well as all of the stuff from the last two weeks, which is building up. This document is becoming huge. One day we're going to have to do a four-hour show. Okay. So Shireen did say like about like, how do you feel, how how do you deal with being overloaded and stressed out? And, And in an interesting way, we did kind of get to that. Like, I, I don't know if I have like a specific way that I deal with things. I just know that I uh, get angry and feel ill, you know, if, if I'm really, really overloaded and stressed out, you know, like I get stomach pains and, and that kind of thing. I'm I'm a person who, who suffers with anxiety and, and anxiety related medical issues, uh, which one day we should talk about anxiety. Indeed. Um, yeah, but I don't, I mean, in terms of how do I handle being overloaded or stressed out, I, I wouldn't say I handle it well. Um, I'll, the best ways I've found to try to stop being so stressed is um, I used to go for a drive and that doesn't necessarily mean like angry, you know, redlining every time I shift gears or anything like that, but just a drive. Um, I haven't done that in a long time um, because I feel like it's a, implicit screw you to Aaron, even though I don't think she would mind if she knew I needed it. Um, plus if I'm really that angry, then it would turn into a red line shift kind of drive and that's not safe. Oh yeah. Um, Oh God. If I get angry when I'm behind the wheel, that's a terrible combination. Yeah. That seems to be quite similar for a lot of people. Plus you have that really fast white car. It's not, it's quickish. It's reasonably quick. It's quicker than most of the things you'll run into on the road, but certainly not quicker than most white cars. I don't understand why people hate white so much. Whatever. They don't. They it, People just know that it frustrates you. Well, it, the funny thing is, I, well, whatever. I'm not even getting into it. Um, but yeah, so uh, uh, playing music uh, sometimes, often, uh, a little bit too loud. That may be in headphones. It may be in earbuds. It may be in my car. Um, Do you have an anger album? No. Not really. I have an album that I play when I'm desperate for a fix to a bug in code. What is it? It is Tools 10,000 Days. I use it very sparingly. However, to this day, as I knock on my glass desk, 
any time I have ever played that album in a when I'm fighting a bug that I cannot fix before the end of the album, I have fixed that bug. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just play it constantly and play the world's <laughs> most efficient programmer? Because, because I'm so scared that I will use it up, so to speak. Like, I, it, its track record is flawless right now, and I'm afraid. Wow. I'm afraid. So it's it's my desk. And to, the, to be honest, I wonder if it's kind of a placebo, but one that works, which begs the question, is it really a placebo anymore? But just putting that album on when I'm in the the, the seventh circle of development hell even though it's a not very happy album, um, it somehow soothes me and gets me to think straight. But um, but no, I don't have any particular angry albums. In fact, oftentimes when I'm angry, I don't necessarily want to listen to angry music. I, I just want to listen to good music. And so if I were to play something like, I'm not angry right now, but just if I were to put on something right now, it would probably be Mute Math's Armistice Live, really loud. Um, I've been getting into Civil Twilight lately, not to turn this into another music show, but probably play that really loud. Um, or yeah, that, that'd probably be my list sitting here now. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't deal with it. Well, I wish I, um, I wish I exercised more often and then I would go for a run. The, the periods of time in my life when I have been running on a regular basis, um, going for a run does help a lot and gets a lot of that angry energy out. But especially in the winter, that's very tough because I don't belong to a gym or anything. So if I'm going out to run, I'm doing it in 30 degree weather, uh, Fahrenheit, which is not terribly enjoyable. Casey, you don't belong to the gym. The gym belongs to you. (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, so in summary, I don't deal with it well. You could just slap some walls. You know, I hear that works excellently. It feels <laughs> tremendous. It must look so ridiculous. It really must. But I'm so petrified that I'm going to th- throw a punch at the wall and hit a stud. And by that, I don't mean hit myself. <clears throat> I couldn't help it. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. We've just lost all of our listeners. <laughs> we have lost all of our listeners now, and I am so sorry. Well, that was a fun show. Do I count as a listener? Because you've lost me. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I'm so scared I'll punch a stud in the wall and break my entire hand or wrist. So anyway, what else are we talking about today? Let's let's do something that's vaguely productive and then we'll call it a show. The 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 good the good steel, uh he he sends us tweets um most most weeks or every now and again, uh via the hashtag relay your feels uh that we use. And I keep attempting to put them in the show and we keep taking them out because (laughs) they're like weeks and weeks go by and we're talking about music (laughs) randomly um but i do want to get to one today it's quite interesting um so he asked how do you feel about talking with a team in slack or email is it a wholesome collaborative experience so i before we talk about the obvious one uh i would like to ask in your professional career um, of which you were in, mm-hmm. do you have some sort of collaborative method of collaborating in a collaborative way? Um, we do. So the officially blessed uh, collaboration tool that we were using was Microsoft Link. And if you've ever used Microsoft Link, you know that it is the worst piece of software that has ever been written. Particularly if you're on a Mac. I actually, to be fair, I've heard on the PC it's actually pretty nice. But on the Mac, 
It is so woefully terribly bad, I cannot even begin to describe it with words. And in fact, the good Joe Steele and another friend of mine, Carl Holscher, and myself have talked about this on Twitter on and off probably for a year now. Um, it is so bad. And so eventually, because I'm a jerk, I started telling the teams I'm working with, I am not going to be on link. I'm just not because I hate it that much. If you need me, you can get up. You can call me. You can get up and walk over to me. You can call me or you can email me because I will not use link. What's so bad about link? Crashes constantly never works. It When it tries to get your attention, it often flashes the window behind other windows. It doesn't bounce on the dock very long. It's just everything about it is terrible. So after a while, I was like, well, I kind of miss having I am, but I hate Link. So I Slack was not something I was aware of at the time, although it absolutely was a thing. And so I started introducing HipChat to the team I was working with. And I've done this for like two or three projects now. And now it has basically become the blessed standard in our company. Um, not everyone uses it. There's still some holdouts on Link. But anyone who uses HipChat ends up vastly preferring HipChat to whatever we were using, whatever they were using before, which is usually Link. And HipChat is really nice. There's a lot of things I like about it a lot. Um, there, uh, It seems that Slack is the cool kid um, tool to use these days. Uh, I use both, and we'll talk about Slack in a minute. Um, I don't really see why Slack is all that much better than HipChat, to be honest with you. To me, for the things I do, they have most of the same features, uh, especially now that I realize that you can enable Giphy integration in HipChat. Um, Ding! But, but, uh, yay! <laughs> but uh, one of the things that's very cool about HipChat specifically, especially in the work environment, is that, um, and this is going to get a little nerdy, but bear with me, uh, when we write code and we check in code, um, there is something called a continuous integration server, in our case, Jenkins, that will see that code was checked in and build that code and make sure that everything's still on the up and up and nothing broke. And so you can integrate Jenkins with HipChat. So Jenkins will post in HipChat, hey, a build has happened and everything's cool. Uh, now, maybe you could do that in Slack and I just don't realize it, but I know you can do it in HipChat. And additionally, uh, we use Pivotal Tracker for our... Um, kind of project management tool. And if somebody makes a change in Pivotal Tracker, it will post in HipChat. And it's a really nice way for everyone in the team to be on the same page without having to be like, hey, I'm about to start a build, you know, and, and do that and just shout at each other constantly. So I really like HipChat. Um, certainly it sometimes devolves into Giphy battles as things sometimes do, but by and large, I think it's really nice. Um, but you, Slack, you Slack use has Slack. integration for Jenkins oh, and does. Tracker. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. But you Slack's Slack's kind of key thing is its integrations because it has integrations for everything ever in the entire world. <laughs> um, let before I do that, like I, I you mentioned Link, mm -hmm. like well, one uh, Link is joining Skype, right? So which will probably make it better. Eh, Skype's pretty bad too, but you're. I don't know. Right. Like Skype for IM is 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 good. It's fine, but I want to one up you, sir. Wait, wait. Oh, did you? Were you on the Lotus Suite at your bank? Oh, oh yeah, God. baby. Were you on same time? IBM same time. Ah, see, as a child of an IBMer, I know all about it. Oh, that's 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 bad. 
Yeah, I even used it when it was Lotus Notes the same time. Mm-hmm. We didn't always have IBM same time. If there was a time, Casey, where the only way I could use instant message was inside of Lotus Notes. Oh God, that's so wrong. Yeah. So oh, God, I'm so give sorry. Me, give me Link any day, my friend. Yeah, you know, as much as I, I hate Link with such an unbridled passion, I cannot even begin to describe it. However, from what little I've seen, I, I don't know Same Time very well. And actually, to be honest, from what little I've seen of Same Time, it was not bad. However, before you jump all over me, Notes is 10 times worse than anyone Lotus could possibly man. describe to you. No, Lotus Notes, like, it's, uh Lotus Notes. It's like, so bad. It's so uh, so bad. I I it's so bad. I don't even know where to begin with Lotus Notes. Like that's the problem. Like I don't even know how I could start to tell you about all of the problems which exist within Lotus Notes. Like uh, uh but with same time, some days, same time, I would open it and it would just close. Like it wouldn't crash. It would <laughs> open and then close, and you couldn't open it. Like so, I then had to like close Lotus Notes and then open like. Um, whatever happens when you control alt delete, I can't remember what it's called. Mm-hmm. What is it called? When you hit control delete in Windows? Yeah, well, I don't think that, I don't know if there's a term for it. It's been so long since I've really used Windows. I don't know. Whatever, whatever activity monitor is called, um, and I had to like shut down all the helpers, then restart my machine. <sighs> That's cute. Oh man. I don't miss that at all. Yeah, I can imagine. So so the reason we keep dancing around Slack is because Relay and friends have a Slack, what is not a channel, a group? What's the term? Team. Team. Thank you. <laughs> uh, we have a Slack team. And we what did we used to use? GroupMe? So, yeah, we used GroupMe, uh, but that was before Relay. That's correct. Mm-hmm. But when we started to build Relay, we used GroupMe for that. And GroupMe was good... I actually didn't have a problem with it. And in fact, I don't remember why anymore, but when you first moved us all onto Slack, I was not happy with Slack. And I can't remember why There were a bunch of things. There were a bunch of things that you were unnecessarily upset about. (laughs) I want to argue with you, but it's probably true. (laughs) You were were a real baby about that one. That's probably true. Uh, But to be honest, everyone is a baby about group messaging services. That's also true. (laughs) One of the greatest things was uh, I wanted to try out Slack because all the cool kids were using it. And Federico wanted to try out Slack because he used it at the time with his Mac Stories crew. Um, and basically, Federico put the bug in my ear to to get to to go with Slack, but we couldn't use it because Stephen uses it for his day job. And at the time, they didn't. I think at least on the Mac or one, either the Mac or the iPhone, like you couldn't switch Teams. Mm, mm-hmm. And then they brought out a beta for the Mac, which allowed you to do it, so we could do it. Then as soon as we did it, Federico decided he didn't like Slack as much as GroupMe. Yeah, me. he's never and there. Then, <laughs> and then he doesn't show up so much, but he's he's, he's trying to get better at that. Um, and uh, it's just quite funny because now I love Slack. I love it. I just think it's the best thing. But one of the things is, okay, so here's a few things I like about Slack. I love the company. Because they have a really cool message. I like what they're doing. They're building well. Like they, they seem like they're on a really great trajectory, right? They just seem like they there's one of those companies that's clued in. They know what they need to do and they're going for it. They have a clear business model. Slack is expensive in theory, depending on how big your team is. Um, we don't pay for Slack. Uh, 
you and what basically what you miss from that is you get limited amounts of integrations but we have all the integrations that we need what integrations do we have we have the twitter one so it expands tweet links into previews oh i didn't realize that was an integration okay it's an integration because you have to hook into the twitter api for it to pull that information oh okay that makes sense we have an rss one for which what? pulls in it pulls in the master feed we do it's a it's a public channel that you can subscribe to if you want to. Oh, okay. So it's just so me and Stephen mainly know that some if something's in the feed or okay. if something goes crazy in the feed, it will show up. Um, and we have the Giphy one. Now, the Giphy one is the best. You type slash Giphy and type some words, and it will do a Giphy search and pull in Russian roulette style the first GIF that it's it finds. so bad. It's so delightfully bad. Yep. And I am the worst at it. Now, there's no skill involved, to be clear. You just type, like Mike said, slash Giphy, cool. And in, in, invariably and inevitably, I always get the worst uh, GIFs back almost every single time. We have Dropbox and Google Drive, so it can preview those files. Um, and we have if, but we have, <laughs> I think we only have that for when Federico was trying to cr- create a robot to put things in, right? In Slack, which is a terrifying time. That was so scary for everyone. Nobody liked that. That was so freaky. Indeed. Do you remember when he was doing that? I vaguely remember that like, weirdness was happening. The Teachy Bot would appear and say things. It was so weird. It, so strange one of his many little crazy experiments he was probably running from editorial um so we have that so basically we're at our integration limit that but we're fine because we kind of got all we need um and also we can't go the other thing they do is which is quite smart uh ten thousand um we only have ten thousand messages viewable across the entire team and if you want to go further than that if you're going to your history you have to become a, a paying person a paying team mm-hmm. thing. So it's the best <laughs> I can come up with paying team thing. Um, and the reason that I, I say it's not expensive, but it would get it, it would become expensive. So it's um, their standard plan. It's six sixty seven per user per month. Oh, we that's have four, not cheap. Yeah, we have fourteen people in our room. It would. I am not kidding you. I believe that Slack would become the most expensive or one of or the second most expensive outlay in Relay because, <laughs> instantly. Because so if it's seven bucks a person roughly times 14 so, people times 12 months in a year, that's twelve hundred dollars. Yeah. But look, I mean, for a business, that's not huge, but we just don't want to do it because we don't have to. One day we will. And and the reason I think that we will is because things um, things are basically Slack is doing a lot to improve what you get. So like they just bought a company that does voice chat and screen sharing. Oh, interesting. Okay. And and that will be enabled. Those features will soon be enabled for all paying plan members within huh. Slack. Okay. So basically, the way that I think they're so cool is they have very standard, they have very clear pricing. Clearly, their pricing works, right? Because most businesses will end up paying for it. So it's like it's like Igloo, um, mm-hmm. and I know they're a sponsor, but like Igloo, it's like free for ten people, right? It's a small team, it's a small business. You can get by with it, but then as soon as you then need to start getting more out of it, you can go ahead and do it. They have other things like you get um, usage statistics. I don't really know what you do with that. But like, and they have different, they have a standard plan, plus plan, enterprise plan, and they have the light plan, which is free, no limit, on, but there's no limit on the users or the time that people spend in it, which is cool. I mean, it's, yeah, it's all fine. Um, but 
see, I, the thing is, I don't know whether... So I really like Slack as a company. I think they're super cool. Um, and and I like that. So I like their product vision, and I like where they're going, and and I and I I think that they're they're pretty sweet. I I I feel like it's not too far away before somebody tries to buy them if they haven't already, and I really hope that that doesn't happen. And that they're kind of very much like they they seem to be like a lot of interviews that I've seen with them and stuff. They're very much like we want to build a company. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. we're not interested in in being bought. I can't. I can only imagine that Microsoft have tried to buy them a thousand times. probably because they're moving in that kind of that kind of direction at the moment like you know outlook app that recently launched it was it was uh an app which began with an a that i now can't remember the name of accompli they bought an Mm. app called accompli that did all that stuff they rebranded it threw some extra features in and pushed out as a new outlook which looks pretty cool actually um so the Slack thing, Slack is cool because I like the apps as well. I think that they, they work fine. I mean, they, they could be better, but they work. They work for me as well as any other service. Like yeah, this. the 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 iOS app, I have some minor quibbles with. The Mac app drives me nuts though because it's clearly a web view, and that just it just bothers me. Like there's nothing. It's there's nothing about the way it behaves. That really justifies this grumbling, this grumblingness. But the fact that I know it's really just a web view drives me insane. Yeah, that's that that's that's programming snobbiness. Yeah, yeah, that's because I I agree with you. It is a web view, but I don't notice it because yeah. I don't feel like I'm ever waiting for anything to happen. Like it, it's very responsive. Like, but, but the iOS app is fine. It could be better. Like that, there's more that they could do, and they are. I, I do feel like it is continually getting better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think maybe one of the key things about why I love Slack is because of the discussion in Slack. Mm-hmm. So there's quite a few of us in there. Um, like all of the hosts are, are in there, um, and. It's lively. Uh, sometimes yes, sometimes no. It's funny because it definitely comes in fits and spurts. But uh, but yeah, so like our, our good friends from uh, Studio Neat, um, they get a buy because they're so awesome. And so they're in there often. And um, Yeah, there are a couple of extra people. Yeah. Uh, Sean Blanc's there and Matt was there from previous. Yeah, well, now he, now he is Bonanza. a host, but yes, he even before he was officially a host, he he would hang out in there, and uh, no, the the chat is really awesome, and and often and it's kind of nice, and I don't know, maybe this sounds obnoxious, but it's kind of nice to have like a back channel. So if if we want to discuss something that was snarky that was said on Twitter, not even by us necessarily, just somebody else, you know, we can talk about it amongst ourselves without having to like bomb each other with iMessages or um or or try to do that on Twitter and just inevitably other people see it and we're, we're you know it's, it's everyone does it. it's a human thing you kind of like you know talk amongst yourselves and amongst your good friends we're about, a bunch of friends right. yeah so we we talk about stuff and we we talk about like news and things like that and sometimes we're just chatting um but something that like I've noticed of you though very recently you sent me pretty much like 95% of our communication through Slack now yeah, and that's because even though I actually prefer iMessage, I it comes back to the communication pyramid that we've talked about so many times. I'm not even going to bother linking in the show notes anymore. But I feel like Slack is implied to be less urgent because it doesn't necessarily interrupt and, and um, notify you as 
aggressively as say a text message would. And so because of that, if it's something that I really don't give a crap, if it wait, if you don't see it for a while, I'll just put it in Slack, but you'll notice because I was running a little late to record today, I sent you an iMessage. Okay. Uh, that makes sense. But I think Slack is probably m- one of my most used apps on my phone. Yeah, I believe it's on my home screen, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know where my phone is, but um, I'm pretty sure it is on my very first home screen. So uh, that's that's saying something. Let's see here. Uh, yes, it is. It is at the bottom, which is actually, even though I don't think of it that way, it's the one of the most accessible apps on my home screen. I have mine on the bottom because I want it to be that accessible. Yeah. I, I'm actually now thinking like to consider putting it in my dock, but I just don't know what one of the four other apps I would get rid of <laughs> to put it in there. I mean, it's, it's fine where it is. It's close enough where it is. But it's it, I just really enjoy the the community aspect that, that you're, you guys are there a lot of the time and we can talk, but also we can bounce ideas off each other. So we have the main sort of general, they're, they're broken down into channels, direct messages and private groups in Slack. And we have our general channel, which is kind of like our IRC chat room or whatever, you know, like it's kind of just like where people just say whatever they want and there are like multiple conversations happening at the same time. Then we anybody can direct message each other. But then every show has a private group, which are for things relating to the shows. Um, we set this up with Connected first, I think, because it made sense because there were three of us. So we could have discussions about mm-hmm. Connected outside of the main group but now all shows have them well it's nice um, even for you and i because i try to keep all show related business there you do it's so funny because this Sometimes way it's I- nice because if i ever want to see if what your answer was to something or did i ask mike this thing then i know in my own brain that i just need to look at slack in the analog group in order to see if that has been addressed yeah, and and that uh, I agree with that. It, it makes a lot of sense. But like where uh, where we're planning the Atlanta trip, we, me, Stephen, and Brad have a, a group, like a little group, a private group for the Atlanta trip. Now, yeah, so it's like Slack is really growing with us, and we're becoming more reliant on it. And it, and, I, and I really like it. And it actually, I feel like it. It, it Slack has improved my quality of life. That's are you being serious or are you being facetious? I'm being totally serious because I get the the conversations that we have as a group during the day make me feel happier. Yeah, generally I, 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 I in my day. And the one thing that I've really enjoyed about it is that um like some of the people in there, um let's take Jason and Sean and um Dan Morin as examples. I didn't know them terribly well. Like I knew them and we'd met several times and I would consider us at least friendly with each other. But thanks to spending almost all day, every day in this chat room together, I would consider all these guys, my friends now. And that's, that's really awesome. And, and I feel a lot more comfortable with all of them than I did in the past. And it, and I think as cheesy and ridiculous as it sounds, I think it's brought us all closer. That, that's, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, So the moral of this story, if you have a group of friends on the internet that you talk to a lot, then I would recommend just getting a Slack room and hanging out in it. Yeah, I agree. There are some times where I wish I could just invite like 
25 new people into our cycle <laughs> you know because yeah. it's just people that I, if there's people that i like and i want to talk to them i just want them to be there because it's just a really fun place to be yeah i agree um, so I, I i but also if you work in a team especially if you work in a cool team um get them on slack and it doesn't and not that i have anything against slack but it doesn't have to be slack i don't want this to sound like a long advertisement but i think the point we're driving at is it was surprising to both of us how much having a singular place for all of a team to chat be that a team of friends a team of podcasters or in my case a team of developers and product managers and product owners and so on having a place for all of them to chat both seriously and goofing off is actually a really awesome way to feel better about the team of people you're working with and it's been really rewarding and and uh, again, I don't. Have, I have nothing against Slack. I have nothing against um, uh, HipChat. Whatever the particular tool you choose to use, even if it's IRC, having that there is pretty awesome. Have you seen the Lonely Sandwich video for Slack? I don't think so. Oh, it's a good one. Yeah, the video. That video was what really made me want to try it. Because I've heard about it, and it kind of you know, I was like, fine, but but you should watch it. Oh, and while I'm here now. <laughs> Have you seen the lonely sa- uh, the sandwich video profile that The Verge did with Alexis Ohanian of, of Reddit? Yes, and it was excellent. Oh, so good. It was excellent. What an interesting company. Yeah, I'm really kind of angry at how awesome they are. Hey, we're <laughs> awesome. Yeah, but they're, I mean, nothing personal, but they're crazy awesome. Yeah, they're really cool. Which, by the way, I don't think I've ever met Adam Lissagor in, in real life. I'm pretty sure I haven't. But having watched all these sandwich videos for the last whatever years, uh, when I saw him on the True Car commercial on actual television, I almost fell over. I, I, I said hello to him at XOXO. That's, all, that's, that's my claim to fame. That's nice. all I have. All right. I think we're probably good for today, aren't we? He didn't remember me. I'm sorry. I interviewed him. When? On Command Space? Yeah. Oh, ouch. That's fine, though. It's fine. He's, he's a popular guy. Yeah, I don't get upset when, when people don't remember me, because I've had that happen a bunch of times. Because, do you know who did remember me? Jonathan Colton remembered me, and that's all I care about. <laughs> and on that, on that bombshell, we say goodnight. <laughs> that was amazing, by the way, meeting Jonathan Colton XOXO. Wow. He's a rock star. That was cool, man. That was really cool. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Analog. We didn't get to any topics again. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that. That's show. not true. We did. We too. didn't get to any topics. We did. We talked about no. Joe Steele's question. And They're we not talk- the the relay your feels stuff. It's not really topics. Oh, okay. Yeah, Topic- we didn't get to any topics. Sorry, everyone. Topic one today was working from home. Oh, oops. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Uh, if you want to find the show notes for this week's episode, go to relay.fm slash analog slash 25. Thank you so much for our sponsors this week, Igloo and Squarespace. If you'd like to find Casey List on the internet, he has a website. It is caseylist.com. That's C-A-S-E-Y-L-I-S-S. That's Casey List. And he's also on Twitter with the same name um, without the dot .com at the end. But there is a Casey List com oh, Twitter account. So if you take away the dot from caseylist.com, you can find the Twitter account that I forced Casey to create. That is true. That is absolutely true. 
And you can find uh, Mike Hurley on the internet at Relay.fm, basically every freaking show on the network, and at iMike, I-M-Y-K-E, on Twitter. Nah, it's changing, man. More and more shows are appearing that are not me. I know. Does that make you feel sad? No, it makes me feel happy. Excellent. Because I want to grow my family. Oh, my God. I don't know if I should be disgusted or find that to be adorable. Uh, You're all part of my family. Aw. You know? I'm like a proud father. Oh, God. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. So um, I don't know if this is a thing in the UK, but here in the States, we have um, Velveeta, which I, I would assume you have in the UK, but there's a particular um, sort of Velveeta. It's a, Well, so Velveeta is a cheese, but they also do a mac and cheese kind of knockoff, which they call Velveeta shells and cheese. I'm getting you a link as we speak. Velveeta um, does not exist here. Oh, okay. So what is this? Hold on, let me get, let me find the right link. Is this actually cheese? So that's where I'm going with this. Here, I'll get. I'm just going to show you a picture. Um, Why don't you have real cheese? I don't understand. No, we do. You not do. have cows or something? We do, and ours aren't mad. Heyo. Um, that was like in the nineties. I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so anyway, so when I was a kid. It was like super big deal if we were having Velveeta shells and cheese for dinner. It was like crazy exciting for us because we never had it. I don't know if it was because it was expensive. I don't know if it's because it's pure crap, which it kind of is, or what. But whatever the reason, we never had shells and cheese. And oh my God, it was amazing when we did. And so as an adult, I still cherish shells and cheese and still eat it probably once a month. The reason I bring this up, though, and what made me think about it is... If you look at just a block of Velveeta cheese, which is disgusting, you know, uh, which if you really think about it is kind of gross, but, and here, oh God, that does look terrible. I'm pasting another link in the chat. Um, if you look at a block of Velveeta cheese, if you look at the package it comes within, it actually says on it, pasteurized cheese product, mm-hmm. implying oh. that this is not actually cheese. It is instead a pasteurized cheese product. I, I'm almost sure I have that from? right. Um, milk water, milk fat whey, milk protein concentrate, whey protein concentrate, etc., 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 etc. Would you the, 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 okay? The the opening line in the Wikipedia article tells you everything you need to know. Velveeta is the brand name of a processed cheese product having a taste that is identified as a type of American (laughs) cheese, but with a softer and smoother texture than cheese. Therefore, it is not cheese. That's correct. (laughs) It is better than cheese. Keep reading. It gets better. Keep reading the next sentence. As a result, when melted or heated, Velveeta maintains a fully integrated, even clump-free liquid texture, the opposite of what results when cheese is melted or cooked at a high heat. It was invented yep. in 1918. So the idea is, we we if you imagine like a Mexican queso dip, but the crappy American knockoff, as we tend to do with all things, um, what we did is we ruined it by way of basing it on Velveeta. So a very popular thing to do, actually, especially around football games, is to take like a block of Velveeta, uh, cook up some sausage and put some spicy sausage in it, and then take a can of Rotel, which... I don't even know how to describe that. It's like uh, onion and pepper and tomato all diced up in, in, in a can. You put all that together. You stick this block of Velveeta in the microwave and you nuke it until it's melted. And then you stir in the, the sausage and the, and the Rotel. And then you have a delicious queso dip. 
So this 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 like processed plastic cheese that is accurate uh, is I I do find it um, interesting once in a while like if I maybe I don't know having like a burger or something or having nachos nachos thank you sorry I couldn't remember which one was correct <laughs> if I'm having nachos uh, then then it's then it's fine but. I, I'm really, I'm really intrigued. I, I'm really intrigued about cheese in America because it really does feel like there is a, a problem. I, I find it to be a problem with most dairy products. Like my understanding is that um, cows are really hormoned in America. I have no idea if that's true, but my speculation is that is absolutely accurate. Yeah, and it's just, it's very interesting. Dairy products in the United States of America are a complete mystery to me. Um, and, and my only assumption can be because America's so big, so you can't really move the milk around in a day. That's true. I mean, you Which guys... Which is why you have chocolate problems as well. Uh, no, we have chocolate problems because we're inept. Um, no, unlike your small island nation, which is a... It's a small stroll to get from one end to the other, even long mm-hmm. ways. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. For us, it's actually an, an event if you cross our continent and so that, that, that exactly so that's why that is why i would assume that it's that it's a problem yeah now, I, um, to be honest our cheese issues are because we don't have the european sensibilities that you guys have and that's why at grocery stores and especially a place like whole foods the cheese section is tremendous and largely if not entirely imported um although i will say that um as far as lunch meats and cheeses go, we have Boar's Head here, which I would guess you may have over there. Maybe not. Um, but that's a brand. And Boar's Head, not only cheese, but lunch meats are delicious. And they're freaking expensive. But I wouldn't want to eat a lunch meat from a company called Boar's Head. <laughs> I want to anyway. argue with you, but I can't. But all right. With anyway. the, enough of that. Let's start the show. <laughs> 